The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to another episode of the I3L podcast. The I3L podcast is your intervention tool making your leadership journey beautiful and your experience wonderful. Every single week, we come to you with world-class content to reduce your learning curve and maximize your effectiveness in leadership. And our goal is to raise exceptional leaders in every dimension of life, be it business, politics, non-profit. We want to raise exceptional leaders and make greatness uh, common. One of the things that came up during the week was the death of uh, the, the Duke of Edinburgh. And as husband to Queen Elizabeth, she, he's been present with her for over 70 years. It's important to note that because he's not the one with authority, you might think that there is no one that would have as much influence as the Queen. But the truth is, she knows that her husband has been her steady state. So it's important to realize that you may not necessarily be the one in authority, but you can still have influence. You may not necessarily be the one in authority, but you may still have influence. So today we're talking about leading when you do not have a position of authority. How could you become influential? How could you lead? How could you direct an organization towards a dream, towards a goal? When you do not have the authority, the position to be able to do that, it's important to realize, and I'm saying that because many times we think that if we do not have the authority to do things, then we we'll probably would not be in a position to do them. Or because of the fact that we're not in certain positions, we think we do not have the right to be there. And it comes to my mind that majority of the people who have actually affected the world may not have had the authority or the positional influence that they probably would have desired, but yes, they were still able to do the major things that they were going to do. So you may not have the authority, but you could still have influence. And how would you do that? I think the life of Prince Philip actually teaches us what to do when you do not have the authority and how can you be influential? How could you, what leadership lessons could we learn in these kind of situations and scenarios? What kind of impact can you make? when you are not the power behind the throne and still become influential. I mean, you could have heard many of the, many of the siblings or many of the children of the, uh, of the Duke saying that, yes, maybe the Queen was the head of state, but the, but the Duke was the head of the family. And everybody had such a great respect. And even the nation kept thinking, how do we say thank you to a man who has served for so long and dedicated his life not just to the nation but also to his wife who happens to be the queen and i mean even at the time in which he did that was i mean he was it wasn't common for men to subjugate their will or subjugate their own impulses for to their wives and even in this time in the days of political correctness we still have found out that it's still difficult for most men to be able to do just what he has done and he's done that so well for over 70 years so what lessons can we learn and how can we infer, how can we build capacities in people so that they could also build leadership capacities and leadership experiences despite the fact 
that they are not the one behind the truth. That, that's what would be the cross of our discussions today because you do not need to be in a position of authority to be influential. Now, because leadership absolutely is not just a position of authority. It is the action, the examples that you show. And how do you do that when you're leading? Not from the front, not from the top, but even just by the side, like Prince had done all his life. So what lessons can we learn and what insights can we gain or can we glean from what Prince Philip has absolutely done and how can that be and uh, be uh, be contribution to your own leadership journey as you move forward, as you try to become a better leader, as you become exceptional in your leadership journey. Those are the things that we're going to be talking about today. As you are aware, in these post-pandemic times, I mean, <laughs> influence or the, 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 the context of influence has actually absolutely been altered. I mean, now you have virtual teams, you probably have flat organization structures in these days of globalization. We have increasingly cross-functional teams working at different different time zones. So how would you have influence when you probably do not want to sit in the same place with the same person, but you still have to show influence or you still have to lead them to certain goals? Those are the things that you have to understand that the pandemic has actually also thrust forward and you have got to figure out how to become a great and exceptional leader at times like this. So let's go straight to what we have to say today. I think that you could reduce everything that Prince Philip did to what I call so that the three things to do when you want to lead, when you do not have the authority, you don't have the position, you do not have the power. Now, let me say something clear. Nobody, nobody in the world has the, all the power, all the, all the authority he needs to be able to do things. There are some people that have more authority than others, but nobody in the world has all the authority to be able to cause the changes that they would desire or to cause other people to do the things that they want to do. And so most times, you probably have to do a lot of persuasion, immoral persuasion, different things to do to be able to convince people, especially in democratic climates, to be able to do the things you want them to do or to carry them along, to share the vision and to do something exceptional even with the dreams of the organization. So how do you do that? Maybe even as a country, as a nation, as whatever field, whatever area that you found yourself. So I've been discussing about three things which I found out, which um, uh, which I could see from the life of Prince Philip, and I could also deduce that are the three things that you need to know or to perceive or to do well to be able to lead when you do not have authority. Number one is what I call commitment to the mission, commitment to the mission. The second thing is resilience, and the third thing is service. Now let's talk about commitment to the mission. Every organization knows that the mission always comes first. The mission always comes first. So the goal of protecting the mission of the organization is, is also the people who believe, who believe in the organization. So if you believe in the mission of the organization, if you believe that, yes, you understand, what this organization is out to set up for, you will be in a position to influence others because others could see that, yes, why, why they are there, but you believe, you actually are a believer in the mission of the organization. I mean, for, for businesses, the mission could be maybe to make profit or to serve a certain area of people or to do one or two things for government, maybe to provide services, or even for non-profit, may just be to change lives. But whatever it is, is the mission of the organization, it comes first. I think Prince Philip also understood that very well because of the father. He was very protective of the mission of the monarchy and he did everything he could in order to ensure that the monarchy not just only survived, but he also thrived. If you look at it carefully, you will see a commitment to a mission, a commitment to a cause, which is greater than you. It's not just about you, it's about 
the goal, the dream, the things we want to achieve. And that's why all exceptional leaders always know and they start from a commitment just to a mission. And when you get that commitment to a mission, you'll be able to influence other people, be able to teach them, you'll be able to communicate why things should be and what goals, what drives, what vision you want to be able to path. So the mission comes first and do everything for the mission of the organization, for the mission of the institution, for the mission of the country, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Be, be so always sold out to the mission and you will see in that commitment, you will see that yes, people will be able to Look at you and say, yes, I can follow that person because the person believes in the things that we're trying to do. The person believes in the goals that we're trying to set out. The person believes in delivering the goods, the services, or even the changes that we're trying to do. So commitment to the organization and also commitment to the values that the organization brings to the table. Commitment to the values that the organization brings to the table. So it's all about commitment. Commitment to the mission of the organization and commitment to the values. What values are we trying to expound? And the monarchy has a value system. What values are they trying to do? And every time you can see in all the letters he wrote when Princess Diana and Prince Charles were having issues, you see that he was committed in preserving the integrity of the monarchy. And probably even probably even more than the Queen herself. But he was so protective of the monarchy and he was also protective of his of his wife by extension. So you have to look at it carefully and be able to see that whenever you have commitment to the cause of your organization, commitment to the belief system, commitment to the good, commitment to the changes that you're trying to make, then you're on the path towards creating an opportunity for people to follow your leadership because you then you'll be influential even when you do not have the authority. You'll be influential when you don't have the authority. So look at all the great men. Look at Mahatma uh, Gandhi. He probably also com- was committed to a cause. What was this cause? He was committed to the cause that, that, that India will be free. That was a commitment to a cause. And he could pay a price for it. He could pay a price for it. You could see that also in someone like Martin, Martin Luther King. He was committed to the cause that the black man would be emancipated. Was, those were the things. You see the commitment. And I've seen that in a lot of cases, many people are not committed to the cause of the organization. They are committed to their own, they are more committed to their own causes than to the organization. And people can see, people can decipher it from afar, people can read it, people can people can perceive it. And once they see that, they will not give you their hands. So it's important to understand that once you get these things right, the commitment to the mission, the commitment to the values, you will be in a position to do what? To build the organization forward. Now, the second thing is what I call the capacity for resilience, resilience. Now, resilience is the capacity to meet setbacks, adversity, traumas, and fully recover and be fully alive. The ability to sustain your energy under pressure. Now, this guy has been involved in this thing for more than 70 years, like I said, and was able to sustain his energy to, even till the end. Remember the story that, oh, he was very upset with, uh, with, Har- uh, with Harry and Meghan because of the fact that they wanted to leave the, uh, the monarchy. So he left the meeting. He just didn't want to be involved. You know what? Because he still had the energy from day one, even till the end. Now, that's resilience. Through all the setbacks in the monarchy, through all the traumas that they've had, through all the scandals that they've had, he still had the energy to still do the same thing he was doing. And that's resilience. So, so resilience brings gives you the ability to overcome major difficulties and without engaging in dysfunctional behaviors or being a source of harm to other people. Now, so people who are going to be influential have to be resilient, have to be resilient. Because if you're not resilient, nobody would be able to follow you. It's your ability to bounce back, the ability to come back in full gear 
with the same energy that you always had, despite the setbacks, despite all the challenges, that would enable people to drop themselves to you, that would enable people to be able to follow you. Because they know that, yes, storms do happen, but they could see the way through the storms through you. And that's important. And that's what breeds influence. It breeds people's ability to go through war with you. People's ability to be able to follow you through thick and clean. Now, if you understand that, then you're on the path towards making a sectional life of yourself. And I think the third thing, which is very important, that he brought to the table was service. And you see, service to many is always called greatness. One of the things I've come to realize is the fact that when you serve or you have the capacity to serve, then you know that the world doesn't revolve around you, that the world revolves around you being a blessing, being of use to other people. So he kept them in line that the monarchy would have to keep reinventing itself so that the view of service to the British people. And I think that was very important because when you serve those that are serving others, then you are in the path towards influence. You serve those who are serving others, then you are in the path towards influence. So maybe you are the CEO of an organization, you are top in the organization. You serve those who are trying to serve other people. You will find that you have influence with them. You serve them, you bring them, you help them. You enable them get the kind of results that they have to get. You're serving those who are serving others. You're serving those who are in the front line. You're serving those who are meeting the customers. You're serving those who are are the face of the organization, then you are in the position to be influential. So I saw those three things and I said, you know what, these are the three most important things that are useful for every exceptional leader to build themselves, especially when you do not have the authority, you do not have the position, and yet you still have got to deliver the value and the goals. These are the things you need to know, the commitment to the cost and the organization, the commitment to the values of the organization, Resilience, building yourself the capacity to recover despite setbacks and ultimately serving. Serving those who are serving others will put you in a position not only to be influential but also to help the organization to meet their dreams, to meet their goals, and to meet their vision. That's why it's important that once you learn these three things, you'll be in a way, you'll be in a long, you'll, you'll position yourself in such a way that you'll be able to achieve an uncommon and exceptional life. Wow, every single week we bring to you world class content. So it's always a nice thing to always come to you. And um, it's also good to speak to you. And thank you for the opportunity to uh, listen to right through your podcast. If you follow it, love us, always give us a rating on any of the devices that you're listening with. And it's important that you share, you share the word that you've gotten with content absolutely free. God bless you. See you next time.